Okay. It's a dumb thing to have a really strong opinion about. It's important. It seems like that's kind of your brand, it's, having really strong opinions about dumb things. Hey, but you know what? They're right opinions. I if don't you, know. If you like tech, your text messages popping up on your computer, that's gross. Like How is just, that gross? It's gross. The, your worlds should be separated. Your computer world and your te- and your phone But world. then I don't have to pick up my phone and I'm at my computer. I see, oh, a text came in. Let me respond to it. I'm on the computer. It's right Ooh, at the same no, time. I hate it. Well, this sounds like a personal thing. I told you, thing. first thing I do when I like redo my computer, reboot my computer, it, my texts always pop up and I'm like, how do I get rid of this? And I always forget. So I have to like Google it. Oh my God. And figure it out. And I'm just like, oh, I wish I had someone to help me. Well, it's too bad you don't. But I got rid I It's gone. It's gone for now. Great. Until I get a new computer, which I need to get. Oh yeah, is it time? <laughs> it might be time. It's not like dying right yeah. now, but like. It, it's been a long I mean when When did you get that computer I got the computer End of 2012 Wow yeah. It's a long time Which I thought I had my one computer For long Which I got that In, in uh, middle of 2006 Right uh, Until end of 2012 And I was like Oh I've had this computer Forever But like no Computers last long. That's the one thing If you get a good computer it Like it lasts For a long time Even though when you're Buying a new computer It's like Really? This is how much this costs? When you're buying a Mac? Oh, I got mine for Christmas. Oh my so. God, you bitch. Well, are you going to get this new one for Christmas? No. No. I have to be a grown up you and are. buy it myself. How much Sucks. do computers cost? Like 50 bucks? Yeah. <laughs> Look online, darling. Go to apple.com. See if Tim Cook accepts 50 bucks for your MacBook. <laughs> Don't think so. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the 2K Mats podcast. It's Matt Palmer. And it's Matt Steele. And we're back again for another week. I know, it's a hot one. Oh, my it's God. It's a hot week. And it's also like, did we need this? No, like, we didn't need I this. I feel like this came it's, out of nowhere. I realized it's the summertime. I realized it's August in LA, but I feel like I was not given enough warning that it was going to be no, this No, because hot. this entire summer has been cold. Like, it's been yeah. like 70 degrees like yes. every day, like June and July. Totally. And like, I'm, like in LA... The heat wave usually comes in like August, September, um, which I feel like August is like a general month for like a heat wave yes, anywhere in I like get America. That. But like it got so suddenly hot. And when I, I tell you yesterday, I woke up and I was just like, I have coronavirus. That's I was <laughs> like, I have a pounding headache I and know. I'm about to die. I know. I just felt so horrible all yesterday. And because I had such a bad headache, I like mm. felt like nauseous, like a little bit, not like too much, but like a I little love bit. You're sitting right next to me with this, I, by but, the you way. Know, and, so, and so I was just like, okay, I'm good. Last night I was like, Okay, I'm gonna go to bed early, and I put like a fan in between my legs. Oh my! I held that fan with my legs as I slept. I woke up at six forty-five in the morning. I saw that tweet. Feeling incredible. Well, great. I was like, oh my god, I should sleep with a fan between my legs more often. I guess that's your new thing. I definitely also thought I had coronavirus because I was like, am I? Breaking out into a sweat? Am I hot right now? <laughs> I have coronavirus. It's a fever. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I just, but I guess that is where our minds go now in 2020. If ever you're feeling at all unpleasant, it's COVID. You want to know what's funny though? What? We now have this new apartment with like air conditioning. Yes. I did not think to turn it on because <laughs> I'm so used to it not being a part We're of our used lives. To like, just like, oh, we just have to suffer through this. Get your fan. And I guess that's still the situation in our actual rooms. But I did turn the air conditioner on while I was watching Potomac tonight. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's a little cold. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to turn this off. So, you know, I'm, I'm very much a Goldilocks in many scenarios. And like my temperature is <laughs> one of those scenarios. <laughs> and I just, I did. I mean, am I wearing a tank top? And sweat shorts, yes, but like it's it's time, it's quarantine. But I I got cold really quickly. I turned it on and I was like, this is really powerful.
powerful. Yeah, that's what happens when I'm in a car. Mm. I like turn the aircon on and I'm like for 30 seconds, I'm like, okay, that's enough. And, exactly. I, and, I, and I turn it off and then I'm like, okay, now I'm hot. And I turn I it know. back on. It's that's, really hard. It's hard being comfortable or trying to be comfortable. I know. 2020. How was your week besides being hot? Besides being hot, I think it was pretty good. I had a bit of a car snafu. Um, yes. And it wasn't even really a snafu. Like I just was having issues. Like my door was kind of coming off. <laughs> like the plastic part of the door was coming off with the metal part of the door. Oh, when you were like, describing this to me, I was like, his whole door is no, coming off? No, okay. it was like coming off from itself. And so I was like, well, that doesn't seem good. Let no. me go take this in. And they, the first time I went there and the guy, this guy Rich, shout out to Rich. Hey, sure Rich. He's listening. Uh, he literally just like banged my door back together. And uh-huh. I was like, okay, I wouldn't have thought to do this because it's like, I don't think this is safe, but like, it's been great ever since. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't call it like unsafe. I mean, to just bang a door. I don't know. I just like, I mean, I don't you know mean like cars. safe for the car, not like yes. safe to drive. No, the car. safe for the car for him <laughs> okay. to just be banging it and just be like, all right, I'm going to put it back in place by like banging your door. Oh yeah. That's like, like car people. They're just like, oh yeah, you just pop you it. Just, and it's like, Ooh, I know. It's like, I don't it's know. It's like popping like a bone. Like I know. It's like, it's, it's like, like being a chiropractor. It's like, I didn't go to school for this. Like, good luck. No one's paralyzed. Oh, I do my own crap. Cracking. Well, I don't crack. I don't do it. Oh, I crack all oh, over. I, I, I am a cracker. Oh my God. He's a, okay. <laughs> <laughs> a cracker and a crack whore. You're yeah. both. I love that. For I'm you. used to cracking though. My mom actually, she was like a secretary for a chiropractor uh-huh. when I was like from like four to like seven. Yeah. So every day, like my dad would like pick her up from work or something or yeah. I would be there and uh, he would give me and my brother like free adjustments and everything. So I was always very comfortable with the notion of cracking. Okay. And then I just learned how to like crack myself. Okay. And, you know, it's great. I love that for you. It's not it's not my journey, but I think that's a great journey for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. And so then, okay, they were waiting for one screw to make sure that my door plasticness didn't go off, come off of the metalness again. And I swear, it was like, oh, we're waiting for this screw. It's five. It's five dollars. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm excited to pay the five bucks. And they're like, we think we have it. And then they didn't call me back. I had to call them several times. And they're like, oh, we don't have it. It's coming in tomorrow. I had to call them three times. All three times, the people. And this is not Rich's fault. We love Rich, no, but Rich everyone else at the many places. Of fucking idiot and they like mm. were like hey we'll call you back in five minutes no call we'll call you back in 30 minutes no call we'll call you back in an hour no call every time I had to follow up and call them and so then I have to go to the, the dealership to pick up my car because I'm like I'm not leaving this over the weekend just so I can wait for a five dollar screw yeah and so I was gonna go get it and then I was gonna have Matt Steele drive me but Matt Steele was out and about not like out and about you know it's corona time but he might have been like I was in a park food, or something. I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah, something like that. And so then I was like, uh, and I tried to get a lift and there were no lifts around. And I was mm. like, I guess I will walk the three miles to the mini dealership to pick my poor car up. And I was just so furious on the way, you know, it was hot <laughs> and I hate walking. And so I was upset. And I get a, an email 20 minutes before they close being like, your car's ready. Oh, fuck that. Like, you fucking bitches. Although I love a three mile walk. You know, I, I know. Love, I love but an unplanned... An unplanned store, I, sure, I, I guess. Don't, I, I'm a planner. You know when things happen to me and it's unplanned and it's walking? Those are two strikes for me. Okay. And it's three <laughs> strikes you're out, you know? If they didn't have my car ready, oh, my head would have turned around. And I was ready to like tell them off and be like, you didn't have this ready when I thought you would. No one ever called me back. And I came in there and- You some, were going to turn into a Karen. I was going to be a, a, a monster. And then this girl like saw me and was like, I really love your style, by the way. And I was like, oh, thank oh. you. <laughs> 
this has been wonderful. <laughs> wow. What were you wearing? It was just like a normal, like a cute little shorts jean with the rips moment. Has she like, never seen a homosexual Hey, I, the point is I looked great and she noticed. And All so right. I literally softened immediately after speaking to her. So she did her job very well. So. Well, that's beautiful. How was your week? It was fine. I was just following the Big Brother feeds. I mean. Having a great time. And honestly, I hate to admit this because I hate when we have to talk about Big Brother on this podcast, but... I love Janelle from yes. the 14, I believe. is From 14, watched. and that is her, the season where she was the biggest flop. It's and big Janelle, Big Brother 6 and 7 is just the most iconic. But the, the thing is, I'm so invested in her that I look up like hashtag <gasps> BB20 to 22. No, to you see, don't. I swear I do. Are I know that serious? Janelle just made a pact with Davon and Jay. Yes, is that real? Yes. Are they serious? Yes, they're serious because of the uh, a, a big alliance that you think was going to be the power alliance yes. at the beginning of the season. Are they falling uh, is, apart? They're sort of starting to fall apart yes. and like rip at the seams and it's just so great <laughs> and then Janelle is just unbothered oh. like Janelle is so okay those of you who don't watch Janelle is a player who was on the show uh, in BB6 which was in 2005 wild so and then she was on BB7 which was the first all-star season which was in 2006 mm. and then she was on Big Brother 14 which was in 2012 for a short stint and she was it great was, it was yes but not <laughs> as great as like Big Brother 6 or 7 I'm sure but uh, so and she's in 6 and 7 she was with Kaser, who was another contestant for right. both of those seasons, and just seeing the two of them together again yes. is just so wonderful. But the thing with Janelle now is she's older, she's a mother, she doesn't give a fuck, and she is just having a good time. And she is because the thing that was so great about her in season six and seven was she was just like so mean. She was yeah, she, she was so. Mean. But she was so good at the competitions that it's like we can't do anything. Yes, exactly. We literally can't and do anything. And she was so funny, but now she's like. I mean, she's still like a little mean, but like she's so warm <laughs> right. and and just welcoming on the feeds and just so personable. And which she what in like season fourteen she was like not as personal. Yeah, but but <laughs> but uh, she's just so just lovely on the feeds, and I'm just like, oh, Janelle, you are so and like kind. To the everyone. thing and is, from what I'm reading online, it's just like I feel like every single tweet I read about Big Brother 22 is about Janelle. Okay. Every yes, that's it the is. only thing people are talking about is Janelle, and like everyone's talking about how they hate her and she's awful and she's cunning and she's evil and she's running the house. And just now, she's finally getting alliance members outside of Kesar. The, the amazing thing is, everyone is screaming about how she's running the house, and she's really not. She's really not. She's like she like uh, Nicole A, who was like the superstar from last season, America's favorite, and everything. Janelle like really is trying to like align with her and trying to save her. Why doesn't she, why doesn't Nicole believe her? Because Kevin's like poison. Yeah, this guy Kevin's just like telling her, no, Janelle's evil. Don't, don't believe her and everything. Because she and Kay's are running Don't trust gays. And and literally everyone is like, Janelle has an army. Janelle has an army. And it's just like, guys, Janelle has Kayser. Like that is literally it. (laughs) It's so funny. But the thing is, they're all running around and the way they're talking about her, like, like, Tyler, who like from Big Brother Twenty, is mm. just like Janelle's a dumbass. And, I like, love all the shit, and I am feeling it's as if someone has insulted my mother. <laughs> like I want to run to CBS Radford in I Studio mean, City. Hop that's over right that across wall from my job. If I was, is that where the house is? Uh, CBS Radford. Yeah. Oh, so then if I if it's right there, I was at work right now. Yes, it would be literally a walk away from it. Yes, I mean you can't really get there because it's like next to like a creek or whatever, and you have to like. No, I'm by the creek. Like, I'm literally on the same side as CBS Radford. On the same side? Yes. Uh, That's where we have our parties every year. But that's the end. Like, CBS Radford is, like, right at the edge of the creek. 
Yeah, do, I, maybe I, you're I, just like a little south. Where it is at CBS Radford is like. A, so if I can, if there. I can walk into CBS, I still have to go across a creek from within. No, no, not within CBS. Oh well, then that's I'm. On oh the well, you can't get into CBS. Radford. I can on our, on our uh, freaking uh, party events oh, over you, Christmas. Wait, the we, party is yes, on CBS. Oh, yes. hot. So well, I wish it was Christmas. I know, but, same. But yeah, so I'm just, I'm just like, I'm ready to fight someone. All but right. now, like, it seems like Janelle. Is sort of working her Finding way her way She's Thank goodness Because I want good things For it's, her in that house Honestly it's, it's just so great And the house is it's It was really boring last week Yeah But it's really fun uh, This week I have to say Because Memphis's HOH reign Is Oh, oh Memphis oh, Okay I thought You were saying I don't know I thought Kaser No yeah. no Kaser's not HOH Yeah but uh, But no it's I'm, I'm having a great time And just seeing And it's so interesting Again I've said this before But it's so interesting Seeing the generational dynamic Right Because Janelle and Kaser They're just like we're old And like Keisha and Memphis They're just like We're old Like we're going back To our regular lives We don't care These kids they This care. is They are living for this Because if they like Last a long time here They know they will get More followers They know it's they so will get sad. On another reality show That's And like so all sad. this stuff and That's just not like, a life And they're just like God these Gen Zers How Are do you feel about like And whining about everything Because Keisha And I assume Nicole A Is going So mm-hmm. are you sad that I don't know. I feel like those are people you like. I love both of them. Oh. I'm, so it's very sad. Yeah. But you know what are you going to do? Uh, it's the name of the game. The thing is, they're all like well liked. Yeah. Or, well, no, they're not all liked. <laughs> but like they're they're big players in the Big Brother sphere. Right. In the Big Brother bubble. Okay. So they'll, they'll all be fine. Right. It's not like a person who never really got a chance to play the game. Right. Like these are all people who like really have established this. Okay. So anyways, be fine. Kamala Harris. <laughs> <laughs> Kamala Harris. And speaking of good news, Janelle's doing great in the house and Kamala Harris is about to be our fucking vice president. Yes, oh, uh, I, I mean, it just had to be her. I was just like, it's yes. Kamala, right? It's I mean, Kamala, she's right? Been the, she's been the front runner. Literally before the primary, people were like, a winning ticket is Biden Harris. I like, just, the winning ticket is Biden. So everyone was kind of predicting this like back in early 2019. And that's why I'm so. wondering why it took him so long to announce it. I mean, I realized that this kind of worked in his favor. I feel like his approval ratings have gone up so much just by A, not saying anything and like being out of the public eye and like the like thought of who's it going to be, who's it going to be as far as the VP pick and then him picking Kamala. It's like, yeah, this yeah. is what we all wanted. Like, yes. I, and the thing is, there's no perfect candidate. I know that there are progressive people out there Everyone who are not Kamala it. fans. Kamala's a cop. I get it. I get it. <laughs> but it's like, I feel like there are more things going around this election where it's like, you've got to think of the election, not as if you're dating. Like, it's not like you're trying to find the one. You're just trying to get closer to what you want. Well, and every we, time someone else is in office that's closer to what you want, start pushing them once they're in office. Yes. Well, and the, also the thing is, there is no the one. There, there is none. Like, no one is going to be a perfect anything. Yes. You know, as you can say this and that and this and that about literally anyone, but you can also say this and that about the amazing things that they have exactly. done. So, Especially yeah. for someone who's been in politics as long as Kamala Harris has been in politics. Yes. It's like to have a record that long, of course they're going to have done something that has now fallen out of favor or looks really bad. And so I get it. I get not everyone's excited about it. But guys... <laughs> Versus what we have now. Oh my god, I I am thrilled. I I am over the moon. See, the thing is, like, I would be very happy with this, even if Donald Trump wasn't a monster and present. Yeah, you know, I would because these are two 
good, kind, caring, yes. accomplished people who know what the fuck they are doing. And it's doing. like literally that's all we really want is yes. people that know what the fuck you they're doing. You want compassionate people in the White House, like bare minimum. <sighs> Guys, please. And that tr- is what they are. Vote early and get <laughs> make sure you're registered. and Buy some stamps. Buy some stamps because we have to stand the fucking USPS because that's what 2020 is now. It's like it's only being propped up by stands. It's just, I don't know how we got here, but guys, mail in your vote. Vote early. Do what you can because this fucking monster in office is going to do his best to get the least number of people to the polls as possible. And you see those pictures of like the fucking mailboxes. I don't uh, understand it. It's just like, I don't understand how. How is this legal? How is this happening? I feel like there's some work being done to stop that. And I've heard that the USPS is stopping that. I know that Nancy Pelosi, I know that uh, uh, the House was on like a recess for a while. And Nancy Pelosi's like, like, emergency, we're coming back. Because you, I mean, yeah, now is not the time for a recess. And I realize it's the summer or whatever, but no, 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 no. Yeah, no, it's a cruel summer as Taylor Swift. Exactly. (laughs) It is the cruelest of all the summers. So we need to get to work. Well, I'm excited to watch like all the DNC stuff that starts tomorrow. Oh, I did not know that. All right, great. I'm ready for all the speeches. Yes. I'm ready to cry. I'm ready to be like, yes, we can. Whatever yes. the slogan is with the slogan, I think is build better best. Not yeah. my favorite, but it works. <laughs> like, fine, I get it. Fine. I love it. You know, I, it's I'm my favorite slogan. slogan now. It is. Everything about this is perfect. And I can't wait to send in my vote one way or another. And I hope you all are registered and all doing so and all voting blue. If you're not voting blue, then you probably shouldn't listen to this podcast <laughs> because this isn't the place for you. But in other news, mm-hmm. uh, Miley Cyrus has released a new song and video. And you say it's great. It is good. It is very good. And I think the song is great. And it's also very much true to life about her. I feel like she's definitely in her interviews talking about, oh, the public or like the media has been in control of my narrative as it refers to my romantic entanglements over the past year. Because, you know, she ended her marriage with uh, Liam Hemsworth. I think she was dating a girl for a minute. And I think she and Cody Simpson were together for 10 months and just recently broke up. And the song feels like it very clearly and plainly talks about all of those and yeah. it has a very good vibe it's like an 80s throwback kind of like um a little bit of the weekend blinding lights feel which is very in and i feel like it's the most um i don't know most radio friendly of the like because she's, she's kind of been tossing out singles here and there she brought an mm. ep earlier i believe this year but you never know what is time um <laughs> but uh, i think the song is great i think the video is cool and i i know that matt Steele was turned off by the lips and the screenshot yes, the very big mouth it reminded me of yeah smoke pop <laughs> Yeah, some, some, and then spitting out the glitter. But I promise it's not like that. Did you have, right. did you watch the video? Did you hear the song yet? No, I haven't. All right, I'm well, sorry. give it a listen. I, someone, I, someone tweeted me today and was like, "I'll react to it," and I was like, "Ah, oh, Matt Palmer's already heard yeah. it. Yeah, he likes it a lot. It is good though, and so. I like it, and I, 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 I'm rooting for Miley. And um, it honestly just feels like she's like, I was born to run. I don't feel like she is in a place in her life to be in a serious romantic entanglement. So I hope that she lives her life as freely as possible and feels like she's born to run and she can't be tamed and all of those things that she's been trying to tell us all these years. So. Okay, well, M- Miley uh, has stuff to say. She has which stuff is to why say. The, the picture is bunch of lips. I mean, that's, you know, she's got to <laughs> open those lips and talk. Uh, so speaking of your <laughs> favorite film of uh-huh. all time, Cats. Mm-hmm. Jason Derulo thought Cats was going to change the world. And it fucking did. Where's the problem? How did, did it change the world? It um it was the last uh, great movie ever released. Ah! Uh, Invisible Man was really good, <laughs> and so was The Hunt, but and so was Sonic the Hedgehog. Hello, that I didn't was, see her. Oh, uh, it's great. It was so fun. Um, 
so yeah, Jason Derulo like has this insane quote where he's talking about how even when he saw the trailer, he thought it looked unbelievable. Like I know some people saw it and they were terrified, but I got chills down my spine. I thought it was going to change the world. So Roger Ebert, he is not. <laughs> he is not a film critic, I don't believe. I'm sure he saw that premiere and was like, this is the film of a lifetime. Well, this is what did, I, what did Beyonce say? The the role the film, of my life, the, the role of my life, or the film of my life, film of my life, Dreamgirls, which I, she accurate. would never say now. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the film of Jennifer Hudson's life. But look, look, I agree with Jason. Derulo. Oh my god, I think the man has taste. Oh my, he the clearly does not. Jumped it out did not, or pirouetted not. out, or whatever he danced in Cats danced out. Do you own? Do you own the movie Cats? Did yes, of course I bought that. Second it came out. I didn't I mean it seems like there was a quick turnaround between the like theatrical release and the one you could purchase. I mean I mean, but everything has a quick turnaround now. I mean these days it's true. I mean if things even go to theater. I remember like waiting months. Like I know like like Nine months after something was in theaters, it took or forever. For I remember yeah. when Glitter came out, and because I think it came out on uh, DVD around my birthday, and then the, mm-hmm. the, it had come out in September the year before, and I was wait, I felt like I was waiting so long. I was like, yeah. I want to see Billy Frank again. I want to yeah. own the Billy Frank story. Everyone wants to see Billy Frank. Again. I know. When's Glitter Two happening? I don't know. Hopefully soon. I mean, we're gonna hear more about it. I assume in Mariah's book coming next month. Oh my fucking. Not that many pages, but... Hey, no, it's more than we thought initially. Not that much. It is a lot more. It's like 100 pages longer than we thought initially. It's, it's a perfect movie. <laughs> I, will, if you're, if I can't talk shit about cats, you certainly cannot talk shit <laughs> about Mariah Carey's fucking memoir. So how about you shut your fucking ass up because it's going to be amazing. Okay? It's, it's just a little short. Anyways. I'm just saying that I wish it was longer. Well, she's she's gonna, lived a life. She's gonna. It's going to be like her discography. Every year it'll be a new album. <laughs> new fucking memoir every year. <laughs> I can't wait. This is only the debut era. And so it's going to come out with the emotions era. Um, uh, Clueless, there's going to be a reboot uh-huh. on Peacock. Yes. Uh, and it switches from drama to comedy. It was going to be a drama? <laughs> I don't believe this is happening. <laughs> I mean, it, no, it is actually. I like, don't... it's already landed on Peacock. It's not like, oh, it's Oh, it's landed? Yes, it's happening. <laughs> oh, I thought it was just like, uh, oh, this is being developed. No, it was being developed in 2019. So it did take a long time for it to land, but it is landed at Peacock. So Ooh, it is happening. I missed that. But yeah. I missed that train. I mean, it, it happened this week. I mean, so. cool. I mean, another reboot. I mean, thing. Cool. I know. It's like, do we need it? But no. And I honestly, I need to rewatch Clueless again because the last time I tried to watch it, I found it very boring. <laughs> um, really? I did. I think it's so slow. Really? I See, that's so interesting so because slow. I was never like huge on Clueless. Right. Until, I mean, I was always like, oh yeah, Clueless is good. Yeah. But like, I was never like, wow, Clueless. Right. Um, in the same way when I first saw Mean Girls, I was like, wow, Mean exactly. Girls. Exactly. But then uh, in when I watched it recently, or not recently, probably like three years ago, yeah. again, and for the first time in like a decade, I was just like, oh, this is an excellent movie. All right. Like, this is beautifully crafted, beautifully like shot, like I think I beautifully watched written. It in college maybe and I was like oh my god let's get to it so I mean maybe I need to watch it again I don't know but uh, I'm excited because it's going to be focused on Dion and that we love that character even though we do not love whatever her name is what is her name Shirley uh, Stacy Dash Stacy Dash yeah no she sucks Remember um when she was just randomly on the Oscars when Chris Rock just randomly brought her out that was a weird moment that was a that is like the definition of a 
joke that flopped. I know. <laughs> like, I didn't mean. I still don't get it. Like I what? Don't Ian get it. I don't get it. <laughs> it was confusing. It. it was very confusing. But I also remember before she came out as like you know a conservative right winger person. Uh, she was just so known for being still very very beautiful at her age, and it's like, don't you want that to be how people remember you Stacey by your Dash? looks? <laughs> well, just like, hey, you're beautiful still, and like, I hope she gets more work. And now it's like, oh no, you're a monster. Good to know. <laughs> well, I'm sure now she's like, people know me for my brains and oh. how I can think independently. I mean, yeah, and I guess oh, I'm I sure that's know. what she thinks. Well, I'm glad she thinks something positive. And I guess this is the one that's still up in the air is the Fresh Prince reboot. That is in development. Okay. And that supposedly is going to be a drama. Why are we always, why are we making these comedy dramas? I don't know. Like, what is the goal for that? I I don't need to see Fresh Prince as a drama. And also, like, I feel like so many shows that I would classify as vaguely drama, like Insecure, is like vaguely a drama. It's not like a comedy comedy. Mm -hmm. It still lands in comedy. So for it to be a drama... Yeah. In 2020 feels very serious. And I'm like, I don't know that we need that. Honestly, like, I'm tired of dramas. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I, what's wrong with having a, a comedy? I know. Like, what's wrong with having a comedic show? Like, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Because the best part of great comedic shows is when you add, like, you know, the, the little bit of drama exactly. in there. Like, that's exactly. what makes a smart show to I know. me. I, I don't know. I, I don't think any something is made better when it's just like turned into yeah, like a we're drama. doing something dramatic yeah no i've never been a drama watcher but you know i i hope this actually gets made i would be interested in seeing this i suppose uh but i don't think it needs to be a drama because i mean isn't life serious enough i we need we're gonna need to laugh after this year oh my god come on yeah. give us something um john legend and christy Teigen announced that they're having a third baby in their music video and i guess in john legend's music video for wild which premiered last week and that's really cool and exciting because if you read the story, uh, and I wasn't like terribly familiar with Chris, Chrissy Teigen's like pregnancy journey, journeys in the past, but apparently she had IVF to have her two previous children, mm-hmm. and uh, you know basically has had fertility issues all her life, and while she was trying with John, and so she just didn't think that she was able to have kids naturally, like without IVF or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, she just woke up one day, took a pregnancy test, and was pregnant. Oh, oh, and she was just like not really trying. It was like, oh, I guess this is a thing that I can do. Yeah, I mean that happens a lot of times. Like sometimes, like women's bodies just kind of like need like a little like right. starter. Like, exactly. Or like maybe if you're not putting so much pressure on it. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I feel like that is something I've heard that happens. Like my uh, my cousin, him and his wife, like were they were trying to get married. They were, they were trying to get married. <laughs> they, they were trying to have kids for like years, yeah. and then. Uh, she had in vitro and uh, was pregnant with triplets. Wow! Uh, gave birth to them, yeah. and they were uh, they were very very premature. Mm. One of them died uh, two months oh, later. Um, and so they were just like, okay, we're a family of four, mm. and yeah, and it was obviously horrible and everything. But like you know, we have uh, you know the two kids who are with us and we yeah. are so grateful and we yeah. are so thankful and we are so lucky and we don't need any more kids. Like we, we yeah, did it we did and it. everything. And, and she thought like, well, you know, I can't really, I, you know, I had such a hard time getting yeah. pregnant. And then literally nine years later, she just got pregnant. Wow. And, now, and the whole pregnancy was perfectly fine. That's unbelievable. Was just completely normal. And now Hannah is like two. Wow. She's two. Yeah. And, uh, Every and they're just like okay we were and it's kind of nice because they were like oh we were always supposed to be like a family of five oh, like isn't oh, that nice that's yeah really sweet yeah so well we love <laughs> we love Hannah we love your cousin and we love Chrissy Teigen and I'm very happy for them and 
Yeah, I don't know. I just wanted it was just some good news I like to share. That's great. Um, and speaking of some more good news, Harry Styles topped the charts this week. Speaking of taking a while to like get started, <laughs> Watermelon Sugar's been out for a while. I don't now. know. I mean, it's been out for a little bit. I don't know if that video came out like that long. I want to say it's been out for like three months. I mean, yes, but I don't know. It's like it, I feel like it was a late in the game single for him. Like it was later on in his album cycle. Yeah. So I feel like you're giving you're saying you're giving it a lot of like this took forever and I. Don't I don't know if it took forever. It just it didn't debut at number one. It was a natural build on radio and streaming. It feels like a very earned number one. I would say I would guess it's a very earned number yeah. one because he really like climbed his way up yeah, there. Yeah. But for someone as famous as he is, it's his first number one single. Yeah, but like as I would imagine, it would get there sooner. I, I don't know. I don't know. No, I mean, I, I, this isn't like a negative thing. I'm saying. I'm just like, oh, I. I figured the song already peaked because it's, <laughs> it's been out for so long. And then surprise, I wake up and then it's number one, which I, is, you know, it, it uh, stole Cardigan's spot. So that's fine. <laughs> uh, I forgot all about Cardigan. Um, I am excited for him. I feel like this is very much staking his claim as a very important solo act, not only in the UK, but internationally in the US. And I think I always thought this was the best song in the album. If you listen to our review, I say, why isn't Watermelon Sugar the single? And just so we know, I have the ear. We all can say it. <laughs> I mean, it so. was, to me, it felt like the obvious choice. Like this would be the hit off of. Right. Which is album. why it's like, why did we wait till single three? But, you know, whatever the timing worked, it all worked out. And uh, we're happy for Harry and we're excited for Cardi B and Megan because apparently they're going to debut next week at number one. Of course they are. You look at like the points uh, and you see there's this guy named Simon Falk on um, Falk. I don't know how to say his last name on Twitter and he makes like predictions on what's going to be on the Hot 100 and what it's going to look like in the following week and there are the points added up based on streaming and sales and YouTube videos and there's so many places that you can you know radio play. So many ways you can get these points but the way that these points are laid out is so amazing and that WAP has 795 points and this following song Rockstar who I don't even know who that song is by. Is that a Post Malone song? Like, who's to say? I feel like it was years ago. One song oh, Rockstar was. But there's this a different Rockstar. A different All right, well, I'm Unless old. that Rockstar is having a comeback. Who knows? Which, like, good for Post Malone then. <laughs> but no, so it's looking at that number two is going to have 341 points. Yeah, that's so, a big point difference. Yes, less than half between the number one and number two. I'm so excited. Like, I just love that it's become such a cultural moment. Honestly. I don't even know what these other songs are. Like, <laughs> I know I, you I look at them. Um, Watermelon Sugar. I don't recognize anything else. Um, What's Blinding, Blinding Lights is The Weeknd. That's that 80s song that I was comparing uh, the Miley song to. Okay. It's The Weeknd. Uh, I don't know what's, what's popping. Poppin'? I don't know. Roses, I think, is a TikTok song. Oh. Savage Love is a uh, weird sample that Jason Derulo is singing on top of. And it's like also kind of a TikTok song. What looks like number 10? Before you go is Louis Capaldi. Okay, it is hard when you don't have the the names of the artists next to it. Yeah, someone needs to rewrite this thing. I mean, Simon. I think he, Simon's doing a good job. He has three thousand likes on this. I'm just excited for WAP and excited for the song that people are still talking about. Like, I, I just love when songs and or albums feel like cultural events, and I feel like yeah, this WAP is it. is it. And especially to have like a cultural event song where everyone's talking about the song and the music video yes. like during this time is I know, it's a a very feat. impressive. And she came out this week and said that she spent like hundreds of thousands of dollars on getting everyone in the crew and in the video tested for COVID before shooting, and it's like, good for you, Cardi. That's great. You know, dotting your I's, crossing your T's, being safe. You know, safety first, we love that. 
Um, lastly, just a note that I want to say, um, Matt Steele probably won't have much to say about this, but my least favorite housewife of Potomac and possibly my least favorite real housewife, Candace Dillard. Ever? Uh... That's on currently. Alex McCord is up there. <laughs> Poor there are, Alex. There are different reasons. Candace is just clearly the villain, but like I truly think that she's so incredibly vile that I I hate her so much. Alex just makes me want to climb out of my skin. Alex is so awkward. This to is watch. rude. You're what? acting like you are in high school, and while you're oh. in high school, she is in Brooklyn <laughs> trying, trying to, to survive in this economy. In this economy. Oh, Alex. How's let... she doing in this economy? Oh, she's Alex. in Australia. Is how she's doing. Is she really? Yeah, they moved. When? Uh, after they got, um, they chose to leave with the show. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Candace is a monster. And um, last season on Potomac, she was the one that was making fun of the other woman for having a miscarriage, basically. And lo- oh. And was like, I don't believe you're really trying to get pregnant because you're drinking so much. So what are we doing? Are we trying to get pregnant? We're trying to get drunk. And it's like, Candace, shut the fuck up. I don't know. She just really gets under my skin. Um, She had a whole fat phobic rant this week about a blogger who doesn't like her because they've seen the show. And she's like, oh, this person just should drop dead. And he probably will because all the fat around his heart. And it's just like, just a really vile, nasty person. And then over the, and she also, and not to say that she was wrong in this feeling, but she was like one of the people leading the charge to get Stassi and uh, Kristen fired from Vanderbump Rules when they did, and which was very valid, you know, very good point there. So, you know, a, cl- a broken clock is right tw- uh, twice a day. So that's her. Uh, but then it came out, people were Googling her tweets. Uh. And 10 years ago, she has found several um, homophobic and transphobic tweets, including Queenie Gay Men Irk Me. Uh, I'm personally turned off by men who are too into fashion. It's a fine wine, a fine line. When you do too much, I'm disgusted. It makes me think you're. Gay. It makes me think, think gay. gay. I know. I, it's like I love how like she's using R like the letter R. I know. It was A-R-E it was 2010, but even since, um, girl, you are you are grown. Like, I, she's not- so. And then she like tweets this horrible apology with like pink lettering and all this outline. It's like I apologize for anyone I've offended, but like I again was not on this platform at this point, and I was just a regular person who you know many of us as regular people say things that you know are not couth. Okay. And it's like, that's, that's not your... That's really bad. Because <laughs> that's like, oh, that's just who you are deep down. You're just a vile human being all across the board, so... Yeah, not even saying like, oh, it was the past and I felt a certain way, but now I feel And I've evolved. She kind of says that, but it's definitely more like, we've all said bad stuff. Ooh, that's, that's like Candace. That's, that's not great, yeah. She also said she wouldn't come back on the show if um, the woman who, um, in fairness, assaults her later this season doesn't <laughs> comes back. But Monique's great and has a bird. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to see Monique and I don't want to see Candace. Um, so... Yeah, great. I hope this is her last season. I I, I realize she's going to get attacked or whatever. There's going to be an altercation. But I just don't imagine being on her side. I just don't. Like, she's just so... You never bleh. know. People can surprise you. You can suddenly, like... I'm a very loyal person, so it's going to take a lot for me to like right. turn my back on Monique well, and go towards I have Candace. faith that she can learn and she can grow. I'm excited for her to do that <laughs> off of the show. I'm excited for her to get off the show and do all the learning and growing she'd like to do. That I don't have to watch. <laughs> all right, that's it for News for Idiots. We're going to take a quick break and be back with more 2 Gay Mats podcast. back we are it's true and it's hot it is it is hot it's hot but we can't guys we're sacrificing so much we can't have like a fan going because that, then the audio would be i know horrible and we guys we want you guys to hear exactly the beautiful notes in our 
our, our, our voice. Yes, the different frequencies yes. that we're giving to you yes. through the mics. Yes. 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 This is art, guys. Uh, this is art and it's pop. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Remember Love her? Oh, oh, I miss her. What a time. What an album. No, it's crazy. Just pure insanity. I miss that. I miss it when the insanity was like in the world's music and not in the world's, you know, yes. reg- regular everyday world's life. World's politics. Anyway, <laughs> this is uh, Email My Heart. This is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of Email My Heart if you email us at twogaymats at gmail.com, two spelled T-W-O. Uh, so this question comes to us from Nina. Hi, Nina. Nina. The subject is thoughts to pen. Uh <laughs> Wife Swap, Real Housewives edition. Hi, Mats. Longtime YouTube subscriber and podcast listener here. Your podcast is the only thing that makes my Mondays tolerable. I'm an exclusively a Real Housewives of Atlanta stand, but after all the hype Matt Palmer has given it, I decided to pick back up with Real Housewives of Potomac. I'm so glad, it'll, by the way. It'll probably never happen, but I've started envisioning a Bravo special entitled Wife Swap, Real Housewives edition. It'd have Housewives from two of the locations trade places for one season. Which housewives would you like to see swapped on this hypothetical Bravo mm. special? Personally, I would like to see Giselle, Real Housewives of Potomac, and uh, uh, Kenya. Oh, Kenya. From Real Housewives <laughs> of uh, Atlanta. Atlanta. Isn't there a Kenya? No, it's Kenya. I thought there was a Kenya. No. Okay, Kenya. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> trade places because I would like to watch Giselle versus Nini fight. I mean, I don't know if Nini's coming back to that show, so you might not be able to see that. Because <laughs> apparently they're still in negotiations, which sounds like that's it. Because, I mean, they've been filming for weeks. Oh, but anyways, okay. Um, so if you like Potomac and Atlanta, uh, between the two of them, I would switch out maybe um, Monique and um, Cynthia and uh, I would like to see Monique in Atlanta because I think Monique and um, you know Kenya would be an interesting duo to see how they work, see how if how Candy would get along. Also, I feel like after the season, Monique's gonna need a break because you know she does assault someone and then everyone stops talking to her. Yes, of course. Uh, and I would trade her with Cynthia because I find her boring. <laughs> and so, okay. and Atlanta needs a little bit more spice, and maybe Potomac could. I don't know. Because Robin's boring. Because I was like, maybe Potomac could use a boring housewife, but Robin's also boring. It's hard. It's hard. It's a hard balance to walk. I don't watch the housewives, but like I am trading someone from the whitest of the white, like wimpiest housewives, Uh. Orange County. To like the toughest of the tough, either to like Atlanta or Jersey. Oh god! Like to see how like that would just is like I don't know what that there. I don't know what that would be. I mean. Yeah, I don't know what that would look like. Because <laughs> I imagine Orange, I mean, I've literally never watched Real Housewives of Orange County, but I'm right. kind of just like, oh, these ladies must be real lame. <laughs> I mean, they're, the, the lamest of them have been fired. I haven't watched it very religiously ever, but I haven't watched it a lot in a while. But um, when I think of the show, I think of Vicki Gunvalson, who is the worst and so lame, and also Tamara Barney, and both of them just got fired. So I don't even know what the show's going to be next year, okay. like what the vibes is going to be. But yeah, I think that'd be intense. <laughs> I think that would definitely be intense. You know, I want intensity in my reality television. Right. So. Or also maybe like Portia in Beverly Hills, because she's so charming. And, and also she could trade with Teddy, because Teddy's horrible, and I never want to see her in any city. But um. Yeah, I'd love to see Portia and Garcelle team up as like the cool black ladies in Beverly Hills. It'd be really cool. And Portia's so amazing. Like, there's never been an arc on Real Housewives like Portia. Portia started literally thinking that the Underground Railroad was a real railroad. <gasps> 
And her uh, grandfather was a civil rights leader, and <gasps> she has become so well versed in ev- like in uh, all of the Black Lives Matter movement. She's been all over uh, social media promoting. She's been on local news stations like talking about it and like in the streets marching. She got arrested over Breonna Taylor and like oh, it's like Portia is. It like I've never seen growth like that in a housewife ever. So I want Portia to be in every city. Wow, <laughs> truly an journey. unbelievable journey. I, I love, love her. that. I, I love her. I love a journey. She just got educated. She became a mom, and she found out what was important in life. And I just am proud of her. It's weird to be proud of a reality star, but I am. <laughs> <laughs> Who also assaulted someone? There hasn't been that many okay, assaults. Portia. <laughs> but that was a while ago, and Kenya was asking for it. Okay, so <laughs> when Kenya deserves it, then you know. I mean, sometimes Portia. She brought a blow horn to the reunion and was like, "You are a dumb hoe." <laughs> <laughs> you need a megaphone. It was a megaphone. A yeah. blow horn is like. Uh, she brought that too. <laughs> okay, I'm kind of team Kenya though. A- but Andy whatever. then uh, outlawed uh, props at reunions after. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> That's br- wait. So she assaulted her at the reunion. Yes. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So this question comes to us from Robbie. Robbie says, "Hi, Matt. This one is from Matt Palmer. Since he seems like a big Janet fan. Oh, my queen. I've recently been getting into Janet Jackson's music and her live performances specifically. I've noticed that a lot of her live performances are very low quality. For example, I was watching the HBO special of the Velvet Rope tour, and it looked like it was somebody's VHS recording." <laughs> We've seen artists remaster videos and performances like Mariah remastering her St. John the Divine concert and even oh. MTV uploading HD videos of Britney's iconic VMA performances. Yes. You would think that since Janet is such a huge star and icon, her record label would want to give her the remaster treatment as well. If you have no idea like me, maybe we should start a movement to get Janet's performances remastered. I would like to see the Velvet Rope tour in HD, her 2000 VMAs, doesn't really matter performance. Oh. What about... At fashion, rock. yes, that and, is a performance. And all night, don't stop at the B, at the BET Awards. Mm. Anyways, I enjoy your podcast so much, and have been listening to it every week since your debut podcast episode. Thank you so much for oh, the great thank content you. during this bleak time. It is a bleak time. So um, what do you have to say? Why, I think why is her stuff grainy? I think her stuff is grainy because with Mariah, she went back to Sony, so she's now back on her record label that she was on when she started. So they have all of that footage and want to promote this artist. And it's like, all right, you're like legacy artist now we can make all your like your videos hd every week this mc30 we're doing which i'll talk about later uh we can do that for you because you're we're back you're back with the label where you started if she was still at island def jam or something they'd probably have less of an incentive to be like okay we want all of your legacy stuff to look great they'll probably be like fuck you we're not promoting your new music because it's not on our label Mm. so that's kind of my first thought but in fairness to janet's label uh i think for the anniversary of control this year they did remaster the videos from control in 4K or HD. I hope it was 4K because come on, it's 2020. But remastered them and they look really good. So there are some changes, but I do think her YouTube channel in general, like there's some videos that aren't even featured on there and you have to look on like bootleg sites. Like I feel like the video for If even is not on her if, official. It's like one of her biggest... I don't get me started, (laughs) but yes. So I think there are videos that are definitely missing from her catalog. She deserves the treatment. I expect her performances as well. I mean, especially stuff that she put out like on DVD, like the Velvet Rope tour was on DVD. Why not put that up on YouTube to rent? Because you can rent Mariah's uh, Fantasy at Madison Square Garden and like her Thanksgiving special from 93. All of that is just on because it's like, ah, we put this out. Why not? Just like throw it up on YouTube. People can rent it. You can like rent that? Yeah, you can rent it. Can you like buy it? Yeah. Oh. I know. It's amazing. I didn't know that. That's great. Oh, and she sounds great. Uh, but yeah, so I, I agree. Janet deserves that. I feel like they're 
has been such a cultural underappreciation for Janet Jackson. And I, you know, I feel like I say this every week, but it's always true. And I feel like, I don't know. I feel like it's time that we give her the props and the flowers and recognize what a huge iconic artist she was in her time. Like 2004, be damned. She was everything. She is everything. And I hope that um, her former labels get it together. And as there's more anniversaries coming up for Rhythm Nation and Janet and all of that, that those videos get the same treatment. It would be lovely to get those performances, but you never know. I say we make Made for Now the watermelon sugar of I mean, like the end of the year where it takes a little while to what a video. <laughs> and I it mean, becomes number one. That would have taken a very long while, but I, I, I'm for it. Well, all I want for Christmas is you took 25 years. Hey, it was worth every one. second. And it was worth it. So we can make Made for Now peak at number one uh, at like what, three years after two and a half? Two and a, two. Was it 2019? It wasn't 2019, no. It no? Was, it was 2018, I was think. Was it? I think it was a solid, like, 2018. Okay. Yeah. What a video. Oh. I mean. I love it. Amazing. Amazing. We can do it. So, yes. I mean, at least that's in HD because it's gorgeous and um, lovely. So, all right. So, are you ready to go to our final part of the episode? Sure. Oh, I sure. mean, it was Kamala and we already, ah! talk- <laughs> and we already talked oh, about I'm it. Oh, I'm sorry. You could have told me. I wouldn't it's have. It's fine. She, would... we, she needs to open the show. Yeah, She's she the opens, star of the week. She, I mean, that was the biggest news. Yes. I mean, I was uh, I was working uh, at the restaurant. I was like flyering for them. Like I, there's like the, some special. We're trying to get them to like dine in our like outdoor seating area. Mm, like okay. getting people to like dine in or dine quote in in quotes. Right. Um, and so we've just been like walking around the neighborhood like putting like via like gift certificates in people's like mailboxes and stuff and so I was doing this when the news dropped that Joe Biden picked Kamala Harris and Kamala Harris was my choice for president like if she stayed in the primary I was going to vote for her um and I but I'm very I voted for Elizabeth Warren this time and I'm very happy that I did yes uh because they were all great um but so I was so it's but the thing is like when she dropped out I was like okay I'm sure she's first in line for vice president um but when the news happened I sat on the corner while on the clock at work and just sort of sat there for an hour <laughs> I hope my boss I was ain't gonna listening. say no one said anything to you I hope my boss ain't listening I hope not I, I but I still like pass out everything I need to sure pass you out you know I you know but uh still I I took my time because I was like no I'm going to savor this moment and, yes and see what everyone is saying see the excitement like we have such an accomplished amazing person on the ticket and it's it's I'm just very excited the first black and Indian woman I like know. it's it's, it's gonna be amazing we are gonna have a, a woman vice president a black woman vice president an I Indian know. black woman vice president I know like, this is just so cool and and not just all of these things obviously like she's also someone who is just so smart and and knows what she's doing and so tough and mm. I think it's just I'm just I'm really excited I'm I'm very inspired I, I'm very inspired by you know since the awfulness that was the you know what happened on November 8th 2016 yeah. how how gung-ho people are how ready people seem to be and and it just warms my heart like people are they're fighting they're fighting they're fighting and Hopefully, it things turn out good. I hope that I, as I well. think I think I'm hopeful. Yes, cautiously I'm optimistic. cautiously optimistic. Um, yeah, sorry, I'm I'm not worried. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm more excited than worried for sure. And um, yeah, I mean, it's a, a moment we'll never forget when that announcement was made. 
was just like, yeah, Kamala. Yeah. Kamala. It's going to be great. It's gonna be and great. I mean, like anyone he picked, like would have been a big deal because totally. he was obviously going to pick, he, he was obviously going to pick a woman of he, color he, and he was mo- more than likely going to pick a black woman and everything. And I liked all of the women that, you know, were in consideration yeah. and everything. So, so regardless, it was going to be an inevitably like big moment, right. but just still when it happened, it was just so exciting. I know. And so great. And I know. I'm, I'm thrilled. I know. Over the moon. Uh, well, you know what I'm thrilled about? Mariah Carey's MC30, which we've, I'm sure I've discussed on here before, but I don't know that I've given it the, the time and the attention that it deserves. So every week, Mariah Carey, if, I mean, if you must know this because you're listening to this podcast, but Mariah Carey has been opening up the vault and releasing um, EP singles of like remixes that a lot of which were previously only available on vinyls when they first came out from each of her eras. She's, eras she started with her debut era and uh, released remixes for There's Got to Be Away and Someday and also the live debut and EP of one of her first live performances as a signed act right after Vision of Love blew up. She talks about how Love Takes Time was her current single, which is just like the craziest thing to hear. <laughs> <laughs> um, but these remixes I've heard, but like some of them I haven't really uh, dove into. But there were so, so many things that are amazing about it. But like if you haven't gotten a chance to listen to Mariah Carey's resung like dance remixes, it you must. I would say start with the Anytime You Need a Friend uh, dance mix, the club mix is so unbelievable. Like vocally, it's just like, wow, no one will ever sound this good. And then also there's a, uh, there's another remix she does, like a kind of R&B remix that she does on there that's beautiful and amazing and wonderful. And she, apparently they filmed a video for it that was like basically like footage that was shot in like an amusement park, but just like of all Mariah Carey in 1993, just like hanging out with her friends. And it's just like, Wow. I did see she released wow. like a video never for release of like underneath the stars. Yes, exactly. She like filmed and never came out. Yes. I think it's so amazing that she obviously she uh re-records her vocals for her remixes and everything. Yeah. But just when you think of a dance mix remix, you always think, oh, someone just takes like the vocals yes. and they kind of just like put a filter on them and they sound like a computer and yes. they just kind of repeat them over and over right. again. But the fact that there is there are dance remixes where Mariah Carey's just singing her fucking face. Because when you listen to dance remixes, like you rarely hear like vocals as right. well. So just to have the thrillingness of a dance moment and the thrillingness of vocals on top of it are just singing to the stratosphere. Right. Like that's I'm sure thrilling. It's just so, like so few people at the time, especially, but even now would take the time out to be like, okay, we're making a remix and we're going to make this a whole different moment. I like making remixes and rearranging. Like, let's have a whole gospel intro. And then the choir comes in here and then I'll be belting for five minutes at the top of my range. <laughs> and it's like, yes, yes, yes. And yes. Yes. Let's so, dance to the gospel choir. Yes, It's a Amazing. gay fever dream and I love it. And I'm going to say it here because I believe it is happening. And I feel like I've had these kind of Mariah premonitions before, but not told anyone. And then they happen. I'm like, I knew that was going to happen. Um, but I believe the reason that we have not gotten any B-sides on any of these um, EPs she's been putting out from week to week, she's making an announcement on Friday at Good Morning America and performing live. Mariah Carey is putting out a B-sides collection. All of her B-sides, hopefully ones that we've not even heard before, will be released to coincide with the memoir. This is all yeah. conjecture. This is all just based on what I'm seeing from MC30 and what I know about Mariah Carey and the fact that she's been seeing everything fades away with JoJo, like responding to people asking for slipping away. Like I, 
I just know it in my heart that in Damn, so they B-side, will be on Spotify. Yes, I think there will be a B-side to the album. If we get, there was a song that was just like, you saw the title of in that like teaser trailer from Emotions, like an Emotions B-side that we've never heard. Mm-hmm. Like, Can You Hear Me or something? And it's like, are you going to give us B-sides from Emotions? <laughs> like, are you going to be giving B-sides us- from 28 like, years I, ago? It, I, so, okay, no, we got to think strategically. Yes. Here. Which one are we gonna push for? I like, think it's gotta be slipping away. Like, are we gonna do justice for slipping away? I and think it's so gotta be slipping away. One? And honestly, this is a Matt Steele idea that I don't hate. Is get a current producer to remix "Slipping Away." Get Ariana Grande to sing one of the verses. Twenty mm-hmm. twentieth number one. Slipping like, away featuring Ariana Grande. I can't even talk about it. <laughs> Wouldn't and that be unbelievable? They've been interacting more. It's. I feel like it's more on the table now than it has ever been. If there was, if one of these B sides was featuring Ariana Grande, I, I can't talk. About how that. brilliant would that be? And like, that's what Michael Jackson did. Like, they put out a posthumous album of his called Escape. Not to mention him. We don't talk about him anymore. But like, this is just a fact. <laughs> um, and the first disc was. Modern producers remixing his songs to match current times. There was a first single that featured Justin Timberlake on one of the verses. Mm -hmm. And then the second disc was just the original demo versions, like without any sort of updated production. Let's do that. Mariah, if anyone who is connected to Mariah, get Mariah on board with this if she's not already. Like if we got an updated updated slipping slipping away away featuring featuring Ariana Grande, like come the fuck on. It would it would. It would, it would go number one. Right? It would go number right. one. Maybe featuring Ariana Grande and Drake. I mean, just to make sure. <laughs> Feature as many people as, many you, as you want. As many people as you need, girl. But Because it just, will always be your song. <laughs> I just, I just don't, I just, I, I just don't see another way, another announcement she could be making. You know what I mean? Like, what else do you have to talk about? You're clearly leaving all of these out. You're clearly digging into your old catalog and coming over across these songs. I just... I just believe that's what's happening. And I will say the other example of when I had a Mariah premonition is when I saw the cover for Obsessed and just saw the album art or the single artwork and saw the title. I was like, this is both a Mean Girls reference and a an Eminem uh, reference. I knew it. Well, no, I your most it. recent premonition about Mariah is she's getting a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that was not a premonition. It was like, I heard the album. I was like, oh, she's told they're getting divorced. <laughs> I thought that was funny because when uh, they broke up, my friend Rory was like, oh, gosh, I wonder what her divorce album's going to sound like. And it's like, sweetie, we're listening to it. <laughs> it sounds like thirsty. It opens it with sounds cry. Like cry. <laughs> It sounds like always somewhere, but you're not there I for mean, me. I mean, I mean, you get to some of those lyrics. The lyrics to Camouflage was really when I was like, it was like the part in Lemonade when I was like, oh, they're getting divorced. <laughs> Before that dumb uh, twist. sandcastles. And I was like, oh, all the rest of this can go. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, I think we've gotten off topic, but I'm glad I've put it on wax that I believe there's a B-Sides album coming. And all we'll right. find if I'm if I get pie on my face like Katy Perry in the smile video. <laughs> Did you watch the video? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Matt Steele, what do you think about the song Smile by Katy Perry? It's. <laughs> I don't hate it as much as he does. I. <laughs> Katy can do so much better. She can. But it's. I think it's fine. I don't. I don't. I can't. I. I don't know. Something about it is just too. 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 To it's very saccharine and very like yes on the note and like not it's not catchy enough I don't know and then like it sounds a little dated production wise I get 
I get what there is to not like about it, mm-hmm. but I'm like, this is fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is perfectly fine. It's not never really over. But what Nothing is? is? I mean, but that album comes out in but two like, weeks. Like, Daisy's now. is so great. Daisy's is great. Daisy's, Daisy's is great. so great. I, I just, it, it just made, because Daisy's, I was kind of like, oh, there's, there's sort of like a maturity yes. to this and everything. But then Smile, I was it's just like, like, oh, we're. One step forward, two steps back. You know, yeah. and I, I. I don't know how I feel about the whole clown thing. That theme has been run into the ground. It's like we've all seen an album cover with a clown theme. Like we had Pink do it. Britney did it. Uh, I feel like it's it's been enough. It's been enough. Christina did it. She did the Hurt video with a clown or like was a part of a circus. And it's like it's enough. I don't know. And I, I feel I genuinely like feel bad about like not liking this song. You're allowed to not like a song. I know. But I just like <laughs> feel bad because I was so into Never Really Over. And like and Harley's in Hawaii is really good. It is like, good. I, right? I just, you re-listen to that I was, song. It's I was great. not like totally fully into it at first. But I'm like, oh, I, I like, really like it. Um, And Daisy's was great. Do you think Smells Worse Than Small Talk? Oh, yes. That's crazy. Yes. Small Talk so, so to see, me. Okay. Small Talk is just like pure chaos and doesn't it's it's small talk is chaos but at least like we tried chaos with with small talk I mean, like smile to me is just like you oh you just like banged out this melody that's like two notes that real easily like i don't know like, especially because never really over is and a master it is just such an a fascinating enjoyable melody and yes. and then smile is just like it's just like come on I, mean, I believe in you Katie I feel like well, I'm excited for the album we'll be listening to it in less than two weeks now okay. and I'm sure there'll be hits on it um, so, this isn't shade sonic hits not chart hits okay you know, <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying I'm sure there'll be great songs on it uh, I don't know how it will perform but I'm excited for it, and I do think this is a little lackluster for putting all our eggs in the smile basket as far as, like, this is the first real single before the album comes out. It's like, I don't know that this is strong enough for that. I'm tired of hearing something is the... F- oh, no, this is the first real <laughs> It's because single. we're in a singles economy now. Everyone just throws out singles. And the thing is, honestly, Katie should have had her album ready when Never Really Over came out, and we um. wouldn't be in this predicament. Because it's like, that was the first single. Yeah. that, And it's number one on the track list. It's like, girl. Oh, no, so Never Really Over is on oh, the single. Oh, it is the first song okay, on great, the album. Great. Small Talk is not on the album. It's, I don't know if Harley's in Hawaii is. I it, think it is. It's so interesting because, like, the visuals for Never Really Over are so different from Smile. And right. even Daisy's is different from Smile. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I guess it's hard to have visuals, like, perfectly match when you're, like, stuck in quarantine. Not exactly. But and you're, like, nine months pregnant, which she also true. is. That's yeah. true. Um... Yeah, so, uh, guys, I'm Not sorry. Not for you. That's I'm okay. Sorry. You're allowed. You're allowed to have opinions. I think that's okay. Yeah, but I wish I could smile. Oh smile. well, you know. Always Maybe nice. I'll smile for the whole album. Yes, we'll see in our Hopefully. album review. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast this week. I feel like it was a fun one. Yeah, um, it's make, always a fun one. I mean, yes. Okay. Well, I'm being yelled at. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Matt Palmer Music. And uh, it's Matt Steele. And Two Gay Mats for both of us. Go to Patreon.com/slash/Two Gay Mats for extra bonus content from us. Go to YouTube.com/slash/Two Gay Mats for our you know YouTube videos. Duh. And uh, we Duh. love you all. <laughs> Duh. And we love you so much for listening. And thank you. And we'll talk to you super soon. Bye. Bye.